Chapter 5, Branding. Hey there, I'm Eric Olson. And I'm Kevin Daisy. Join us on our journey to building a $100 million company. Hey, what's happening? This is Eric J. Olson. In January of 2021, I published a book named Million Dollar Journey. I had the audio for that. It's on audible.com, but I'm going to share it with you right here on this podcast. So this is a chapter from the book. Some of these episodes are going to be long. Some will be short, but I'm going to read the whole thing to you. One chapter at a time. Here you go. After hearing it, let me know what you think on Instagram. I hang out there at eric.j.olson. That's E-R-I-K dot J dot Olson. And without further ado, here's a chapter from Million Dollar Journey. Your brand, whether personal or business, is a reflection of you onto the world. And I'm not just talking about your company name or logo. Your brand encompasses everything you project out to others and is how people perceive and interact with you. A good brand is created intentionally, not haphazardly. Think through pros and cons of decisions, such as a company name, your website, the services you'll provide, and your overall tone and demeanor. What do you stand for? What problems do you solve? What values do you project? But like anything else in business, don't allow analysis to paralyze you. Think about it, decide quickly, and implement. As time goes on, you'll refine your brand and maybe even pivot entirely. The importance of a company name. You've probably obsessed over what to name your business. I have spun up several different businesses in the past. Each time I came up with a business idea, I immediately focused on what to name the business. This is common with entrepreneurs. Everybody wants a cool and unique name, and everybody thinks that the name is super important to your success. But here's a dirty little secret. It doesn't matter all that much. Think about some of the brands you follow, buy from, or are familiar with. Here are a few large brands to consider. Google. GE. Verizon. Apple. Walmart. Ikea. Angie's List. Craigslist. eBay and Amazon. These are iconic brands, and you may think these are amazing company names, but are they really? Let's take Apple, for instance. Is that a great name? If I told you I was opening a business and I was going to name it Grape, would you think I'm a genius or would you think I'm crazy? My guess is you would think I'm crazy. Why would I name my business after a fruit? So then why do you think Apple is an amazing name for a company that makes computers and other electronic products? The company may be great and they may have a great brand, but the reality is that it's not an amazing name for a business. The brand is amazing, but the company name is simply a reference to the brand. If the same company had originally been called Grape and you always knew it as Grape, then you'd likely think it to be just as good of a name as you currently consider Apple to be. Let's look at another example, Walmart. 
is that a great name? Hardly. Walmart is a concatenation of Walton, the founder's last name, and Mart, which is short for market. What if I were to tell you that I was going to open a supermarket and call it Osmart? Would you think that's a great name? I seriously doubt it. The Walmart name has morphed numerous times over the years. Sam Walton's first store was named Walton's Five and Dime, a descriptive name at best. They named their second location Wall-Mart. More recently, it's been tweaked to Walmart without the dash. Although a great and iconic brand, its name is simplistic and rudimentary. But even a brand as large as Walmart has needed to pivot its company name over time. Another example of a terrible name that stuck is eBay, one of the earliest internet auction websites. Think that eBay is a great name? Why? eBay is short for Echo Bay. Bay refers to the San Francisco Bay Area where founder Pierre Omidyar lived. When he created the online auction website, he wanted the domain name echobay.com, but it was taken, so he went with the shorter name eBay. Although eBay is a well-known name now, I would argue that it's a terrible name to give your business. Let's say I copied eBay's logic when naming a company and its website. The region that I live in calls itself the 757 after the area code assigned to most phone numbers locally. If I were to call my company the 757 and got the website, aka the domain name, t757.com, would that be good? Locally, it has a small chance of working, but only because people here get it. People outside of the region have no idea what the 757 or T757 is. I imagine you would agree that would be a bad company name. But the logic worked out for eBay in the end. One last example, Amazon. It's a fantastic brand, and many people think it's a fantastic name in general. But let's think about it. The company is named after a river in South America. Can you envision what the Amazon River looks like? Can you envision exactly where it is on the globe or in what direction it runs? Most people are so unfamiliar with the Amazon River that they don't know the basics about it. But they do know that it's the longest river in the world. Or is it? The Amazon River, in fact, is the second longest river in the world after the Nile River. What if I were to open a business and name it after something vaguely understood by the population? Something notable for being the second longest or tallest in the world. What if instead of the world's longest rivers, I went with the world's tallest trees? Many probably know that the sequoia is the tallest tree in the world. Sequoia could make a great company name. But no, we're going to name it after the second tallest tree, the yellow Maranti. Would that name be associated with a tall tree and give the company the prominence it desires? I don't think so. But that logic seemed to work for Amazon. 
See, these names just don't matter all that much. Certainly, you don't want a terrible name, but as long as it's an okay name, it will work out if you build a great brand around it. No matter what, some people will think your new company name is great and others will think it's stupid. But the better the brand you create, the fewer people will think that the name is stupid. In the end, the name itself is simply a pointer to your reputation as a company. All that said, you will spend time trying to find a good company name, and you should. Although I just said it doesn't matter, it matters to you, so it matters. Let's see how you can go about picking a good company name. Selecting your company name. You can choose your company name via several methods. The most simplistic type of name is one that describes what you offer. Let's say you are opening a window cleaning business. In this case, a descriptive name would be something like We Clean Windows or Clear Windows Cleaning Company. It's clear, yes, pun intended, what you do. That's the positive. The negative of that name is that it lacks creativity. It feels like a commodity, like a name that any person anywhere in the world may use. It's not unique at all. It sounds like a normal phrase you may even use in a sentence. There's little branding value to it, and from a digital marketing perspective, it would be hard to create SEO, search engine optimization, value from that common name. That is one reason some companies sport an outlandish name and others invent names. Etsy, the online marketplace for creators, is a completely nonsensical name by design. The creator wanted a made-up name to guarantee uniqueness. Another way you could pick a company name is to look for a synonym or even an antonym of the descriptive name. Again, let's say you are opening a window cleaning business. What's a synonym for window? Maybe something like glass, window pane, storefront, or the phrase see-through. All these words are close in meaning to the word window. They are still descriptive, yet they are also a bit creative. Many times I have leveraged an online dictionary to find alternative names to a descriptive word I have in mind. I'll look at the definition of the word its synonyms and antonyms, and search for variants of the name I started with. All that searching will lead to new words and new ideas. I recommend you do the same. You will not find exactly what you're looking for, but it will give you lots of ideas to pull from. What you're looking for is something that feels right and sounds great. Once you have some ideas, take a look around your market to see if others use a similar or even conflicting name. This makes for good intel and is much better to have before you announce your new company name rather than after. Also, be sure to check online to see if someone else has a trademark for your names. Trust me, I've made that mistake before. I'll go into a story in a minute. Everybody wants to start with the perfect company name. I get it. Try to launch with a great name, but know that it doesn't matter that much. It's not a deal breaker one way or the other.
What's important here is to pick a name that is somewhat creative, has some unique quality to it, that doesn't conflict with other competing or local company names, and provides at least a small hint of your offering. Spend a couple of days doing light research, come up with lots of different options. Then just pick one. Really, that's what it'll come down to, your gut intuition. It may not be the perfect name forever, but for now, it's good enough. Once you decide, that's one less obstacle to starting your business. Just pick a name and get started. Rebranding. Here's another secret. You can easily rename your company. You can do this by following a DBA, a Doing Business As Certificate. A DBA is a formal way for the government to allow you to operate a business under another name. The last time I got a DBA in my city, it only cost $10. Operating as a DBA is a fast, inexpensive, and easy way to either launch a new brand for your company or to completely rebrand. I've rebranded companies two times. Learn from my mistakes to avoid making them yourself. My first experience with rebranding a company was when I realized that the name of my first company, Fresh Information Management Systems, or Fresh IMS for short, didn't quite hit the mark. That name was a mouthful and it didn't resonate with anyone. When I started to think about a new company name, I began by doing a lot of dictionary and synonym research. I Googled to try to find ideas and inspiration for a new name. I looked at what other companies in my industry had done and tried to figure out what would be hip. I wanted a short name, one that was not a literal description of my offering, and one that was somewhat abstract. After considering many options, I settled on the name 8020 as a company name. That's 80-20. This name was short, cool, abstract, and related to my industry because business people tend to refer to the 80-20 rule. I filed for a DBA and announced to the world my new company name. Unfortunately, I immediately encountered problems. As a result, I now ask the following questions when branding or rebranding a company. Number one, is there another company with the same or a similar name? It is vital that you conduct research to find out if any other companies use the name that you're considering or something close to it. I didn't discover until a month after committing to 8020 that another company, the 8020 Burger Bar, operated in the same city. Although I wasn't aware of its existence, it was apparently a pretty popular restaurant and quite a few people were familiar with that name. This caused its fair share of problems for my business. It was sometimes confusing to people when I introduced myself as the owner of 8020 if they had heard of the 8020 Burger Bar. On one occasion, I went to the Apple Genius Bar for help with my MacBook. When asked who I worked for, I said 8020. The employee assisting me smiled and said, I love that place. I found it necessary to correct her. The consulting company, not the burger bar. To which she replied, oh, I've heard of you too. I had my suspicions and said, really? It's okay. It happens all the time. I was right. She admitted that she had never heard of my 8020. 
I knew I had to differentiate myself from the 80-20 burger bar and fast. If I wanted to have any success in generating brand awareness around my company and attracting new customers. For this reason, I started to refer to my company as 80-20 Consulting. I wanted to stick with 80-20, but I had to tweak the name due to brand confusion. Number two, is the domain name or a good variant available? After settling on 8020 as the company name, I began my search for a domain name. 8020.com had already been purchased by someone else, but they weren't using it. With the .com name unavailable, I searched for a variant. I eventually landed on the domain name 8020.co. The .co top-level domain name, also known as a TLD, was trending at the time, and I thought that the .co version of the domain name being available was a sign from above. This must be the right company name for me. I ended up buying 8020.co and setting up a website around it. Unfortunately, it wasn't long before I discovered that about once a month, someone would think that I had mistakenly left the M off of .co in my email address. Emails to eric at 8020.com bounced. People also had trouble getting to what they thought was my website, 8020.com, because they added an M to the end. Apparently, people weren't as familiar with .co domain names as I was. When I bought company t-shirts and put 8020.co on the back, people didn't realize it was a domain name. In later versions of the t-shirt, I felt compelled to prefix it with www to form www.8020.co so that people would realize it was a website address. While a .co TLD, top-level domain, offers more options to those in search of a domain name for their business, the public just wasn't ready for it. Since it's so close to .com, it's confusing. I eventually admitted defeat and got a new domain name, madeby8020.com. Longer, but easier to comprehend. A few years later, I merged my company with another company. With this second rebranding, I had an opportunity to correct the branding mistakes I had made with 8020. Number three, how can you get the team involved? Early on, my other founder, Kevin Daisy, and I started the brainstorming process for company names. Every few days, we'd announce a new possible name to the team to gain their perspective and receive feedback. To our surprise, no one liked the names we were picking. Although I initially thought this was likely due to the not invented here syndrome, they pointed out bona fide issues with the names that resulted in us returning to the drawing board. Once I had the brilliant idea of naming our company The Yield Agency, where yield meant the size of a harvest. My team pointed out that yield also means to slow down and give away to others. Were we pushovers? No, that name was not going to work. As a side note, this is not in the book, but when we named our second digital marketing agency, which is now known as Rival Digital, the very first name that we picked was Forged Digital, F-O-R-G-E. Forged like made in a furnace, tough, iron. That was the concept, the brand that we wanted. 
I actually went as far as to buy the domain name forgedigital.com until about two days later when I finally did a dictionary search and realized that forged has a double meaning. The second meaning is that it's inauthentic. It's fake. And the moment that I realized that, I was like, uh-oh, we cannot call it Forge Digital. It just goes to show you that you really need to look at these names before you pick it and go with it. All right, back to the book. Realizing that the two of us were making slow progress operating in a vacuum, we decided that a group brainstorming session was in order. One of our employees volunteered to moderate the group and keep us on task. We spent a couple of hours writing words we liked, as well as word combinations, on sticky notes. The sticky notes went up on a board and then got moved or removed based on discussion. At some point, we successfully narrowed a list of over 100 potential names down to a short list of about 10 names. Through more discussion, we kept coming back to one sticky note. That sticky note contained the loan word array, A-R-R-A-Y. Once we realized that we kept coming back to that name, we also realized that it was a winner. We had our new name for the time being. Number four, is anyone else using your selected name? We liked Array and decided to go with it. The next day, I researched some more and discovered that the company name was actually already registered in our state to a small company in an unrelated industry a few hours away. This caused us to begin the process of looking for a close variant. At the same time, both Kevin and I began telling our friends and family the new name we had chosen. When I told them that we had selected the name Array, to our surprise, our friends and family didn't quite understand the word that had just come out of our mouths. We had to say it again slower. They expected us to say more after that single word. It was like a hanging chad. It just wasn't complete by itself. So we'd amplify by saying array, you know, like array digital. Digital was one of the words on the sticky notes, but it wasn't good enough by itself. But digital after array sounded great and gave a pretty strong hint as to the kind of work the company did. Based on the facts that array was already taken, and our friends and family were a bit confused by that singular word, we decided that Array Digital was a better name. Best of all, that company name was not registered in Virginia. With that, our new company name was locked down. Number five, who else uses that name? An IT company in California had previously spun off a quasi-brand named Array Digital for the websites they built for their IT customers. By the time we picked Array Digital for our name, that company had already abandoned operations years earlier. That seemed like a good thing to us. After all, it's rare to find a company name that no one else has ever used. We assumed that because they were no longer in operation, there shouldn't be much confusion. How wrong we were. As it turned out, the company in California owned and still owns the domain names ArrayDigital.com and ArrayDigital.co. Considering the fact that ArrayDigital.com was our first choice for a domain name, this was a disappointment. I decided to reach out to them before we rebranded and offered to buy ArrayDigital.com. They declined, 
but offered to sell us the .co version instead. Due to my previous experience with 8020.co, I knew that a .co was not for me, so I passed. We compared the pros and cons of several alternative domain names and went with thisisarray.com. But we still preferred ArrayDigital.com. Oh well, we settled into the new brand and the domain name thisisarray.com and went about our business. In the end, pick a domain name, a .com preferably, and stick with it even if it's not a 100% perfect match with your company name. Buying a domain name. So how do you go about buying your own domain name? You buy domain names online from companies named registrars. There are literally hundreds, maybe even thousands of registrars you can choose from to buy a domain from. Most registrars charge between $10 and $30 per year for a domain name. GoDaddy is a popular domain registrar, but I prefer buying from Google Domains. They're cheap, and they include privacy protection at no cost. That means your personal information won't be publicly associated with the domain name, and your email address won't be exposed for spammers to find. You can buy from Google Domains at https colon slash slash domains.google. Once you're on a registrar's website, you'll need to search for a domain name. Ideally, your domain name will exactly match your company name. But more likely than not, the domain name that you want won't be available. Be prepared to look for an alternative domain name, just like I did for 8020 and Array Digital, that includes some or most of your company name. Alternatively, you may even want to modify your company name to match an available domain name that you like. Because domain names, especially those ending in .com, are becoming rarer, some people buy domain names even before they name their companies. I'm not a fan of this technique because I believe your company name is much more important to your branding than your domain name. It's best to think about the company name and the domain name at the same time. Make sure that your domain name is easy to say and easy for people to understand. You will have to say this domain name a lot, especially with your email address. So you want people to be able to understand it when you say it. When my wife and I launched a website for her bakery, we went with LaChocolatier.com, playing off the word chocolatier. But we spelled it without the second O intentionally. No one knew how to spell it, and we constantly had to spell it out one letter at a time. Keep it short. If you have to remove a few characters without losing significant value by doing so, then that's fine. With Array Digital, we could have gone with thisisarraydigital.com. Adding the digital would have conformed perfectly with our company name, but that would have added an extra seven unnecessary characters. Shorter is better. Avoid dashes and numbers in your domain name. Although they are allowed, they are uncommon. If you have a dash or an underscore or numbers, it will confuse people. I already mentioned the name of my previous company was 8020, but slashes aren't allowed in domain names. So a perfect match between a domain name and my company name was out of the question. Even though numbers are allowed, people are never sure if they are spelled out or not. 
avoid numbers, especially at the start of a domain name, because people will think you're giving them your phone number instead of your domain name. The goal here is to get a domain name that is a close match to your company name, is easy to say, and will not confuse people. You are going to have to live with this domain name for a while, so think through a bunch of options before you pull the trigger on one. Chapter takeaways. Number one, although finding the perfect company name seems important, it's really not all that important. Number two, when picking a company name, avoid simplistic and descriptive names. Number three, search for a creative name by researching definitions, synonyms, and antonyms of words you think may work. Number four, once you land on a name that may work, check to see if a competitor has a similar name. Number five, confirm that a domain name is available that will work with your company name. Number six, when brainstorming a company name, involve more people. And finally, number seven, if possible, select a domain name that ends in .com that is a close match to your company name. Are you a business owner looking to reach more customers and grow? Array Digital is a world-class digital marketing agency that partners with companies just like yours. We've worked with top brands throughout the country and love helping businesses generate more revenue, employ more people, and serve more customers. Reach out to find out more about our award-winning website design, SEO, advertising, and social media. You can find us online at thisisarray.com or call us at 757-333-3021.